right, fellas. We're recording. Excellent. So, uh, I'm here with Robert and David. Uh, Robert, just to give some background, I know you from Revolution Church. Yeah. When did you start coming? Was that uh, um, a few months ago? Or? A few months ago, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of popped in and sat in the back and mm-hmm. observed. What did you think the first time you were there? It was different. Yeah. It was very different. Mm-hmm. It's not your traditional sort of church, but... Um, we were saying earlier, I always say church in air quotes. and we always, Church, yeah. And you were saying you have to explain to people and and to, to David, you know, what it is. Like, it's, it's, it's kind of a long-winded... Yeah, for the, especially for those who weren't raised in a mm-hmm. in, in the you know traditional sense of church, right? Um, you know, where there's like a steeple and brick walls and um, pews lined up, you know, horizontally to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's revolution is not that. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think when Robert first told you about it? Like, I asked him how church was, and he said that it was he, he loved it but it was it was different and I said well how many people were there because that's usually uh-huh, the question yeah. and he said today I think there were six and I said there are six people with you and he <laughs> like said yeah without me it was five I said so there were five people at the church and so for yeah. me that was totally different because I'm used to A him going to a church of thousands of people uh-huh. and then the church uh, he went to afterwards had you know like several hundred and so mm-hmm. that was just totally different um, but he was happy mm-hmm. and he's only dragged you once to, to a church is that right no I used to go with him oh. to um, on special occasions to uh, <laughs> his old church in Phoenix mm. and then for Christmas I went once here I'll have to preface that David is not uh, you know doesn't go to church on a on a you're not a religious like Christian. You're you're. Um, Are you Jewish? I was raised Jewish. I like the way <laughs> brought Rob. You have to dance around it. You can just yeah. <laughs> dance around it. Yeah, I was yeah. raised Jewish. You were raised um, Jewish. Yeah. And uh, but I, you know, I've gone with Rob. Uh, you know, several different churches, several times. And mm-hmm. Always get a lot out of it. Once at my old Romanian church. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> How's the experience? This seems like a goldmine here. So, <laughs> so my so he. At the time, Rob was going to church about five times a week. As a, every good Christian Romanian yeah. boy does, you mm-hmm. go Tuesday night for prayer, Wednesday for youth service, Thursday for church, and two times on Sunday, and yeah. then rehearsals on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So that was part of the audience. Yeah, you were, I forgot about Saturdays, yeah. too. And, or, and then you usually had a wedding that you had to work as well. Yeah. Um, so it was, I think on a Thursday, I went with you. And he warned me it was going to be about two hours. Mm. And he was doing the audiovisual. And so he got into the booth, and I took the seat behind him. And I looked out amongst this gigantic church, and all the men were on one side, and all the women were on the other wow. side. And for me, growing up Jewish, it was like, oh my God, this is like a weird Orthodox uh, <laughs> temple uh-huh. thing, which yeah. I didn't do. And... Um, then they started, and from the moment it started, everything was in Romanian. And so, he put, oh, right. so he put this headset on me, thinking that there was going to be somebody in the headset translating. You've got interpreters. You'll be fine. <laughs> that there wasn't. And so, what did you hear in the headset? It was, it was two hours of a Romanian church service, of which I understood not a single mm-hmm. word. And every, like, half an hour, all the guys would get up and start yelling. <laughs> and the, the, it's remaining Pentecostal, so oh, that's what happens. Yes. Wow. So it's, it was the, that's the prayer. That's very... Yeah. So he didn't know what was going on, I but, did like... Not. So I, I just remember <laughs> texting my best friend, Amy, during the thing and saying, 
okay, this is really, really weird. I am at this weird church with my friend Rob. I don't know I'm here. I'm being very supportive, uh-huh. but I don't understand anything. So I'm going to sit here and text you so you can keep the company. <laughs> yeah, right. Because he was working the Vicariously audio. Like the, the, he, was by, he was sitting by himself yeah. behind uh-huh. me. Yeah. And so when everybody stood, you, he stood. When everybody kneeled on, no, on their knees, I, I don't think I kneeled. I think you I didn't just kneel. sat there. No. You just sat there. Okay. No, um, I just hid behind you. You didn't, you didn't sing the Romanian hymns. No, no. The Jewish guys. Yes. You weren't singing the Romanian hymns. <laughs> yes. How so dare the nice you? The thing about Rob being six five is I was very. It was very easy for me to hide behind him. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everyone yeah. else was standing up. I was just kind of. Still texting Amy. <laughs> this is weird. And you guys were were, were just we friends. were just friends. Yeah, and you were, that's very supportive. Yeah. That's like shockingly yeah. supportive, honestly. Wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank you. I know. Like, yeah, you should come with me sometime. O- okay. Uh huh. Yeah, that was that was the only time. Uh, that was it. That was the yeah. only time. Yeah, and then I think later on they wouldn't have let me through the doors anyway. So <laughs> you didn't kneel and were singing in Romanian. Uh, and I was. Uh, Gay man, which was not. <laughs> right. They didn't but like the gays. Did. Yeah. yeah, it didn't matter that I was that I was Jewish. It didn't matter <laughs> yeah. that it was it was and gay. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was that was problem. Mm-hmm. Rob, yeah. were, were you still going uh, to church regularly when you came out? Um, you know, it's hard because it wasn't like a hard transition. Mm. It wasn't like one day I popped open the closet doors and confetti blew out and said, mm-hmm. I'm here. Right. You know, I, I, nothing like that happened. Um, what are you talking about? I was, <laughs> I was, okay, to be honest, I was in the closet. He opened the doors. I threw the confetti out at him and I said, you're gay. <laughs> we, that's how I turned gay, ladies and gentlemen. That's, <laughs> no. that's when it happened. Yeah. That's how it happened. No, it was, girls. It's more of a trans, it was more of a transition. So um, it was just a period of, I've, I've always known that I was, I was gay. And so, I've I fought it, um, and I did a lot of things that I, I wish that I hope that would turn me straight. Mm. You know, because mm-hmm. growing growing up in that environment, you're taught that you're going to go to hell, right. and um, and that you can a, be you can be you can change. Yeah, right. so I went to altar calls, I um, went to prayer nights, I did all these things, I. Mm-hmm. Um, Checked into myself into a little stint into reparative therapy for a little bit, and um, it's heavy, dude. Yeah, (laughs) no, yeah, totally. And so, um, it you know it didn't change a thing, Mm. and I got to a point where I had to think, you know, all right, this is kind of like a quote unquote crisis of faith. Mm -hmm. You know, what what am I going to do? Because I still believe in God. Um, I don't know what he wants for me, you know, um, if I, I thought, you know, if there's two options, either this is a cruel joke from God and he just doesn't want to, you know, turn me straight. And, Mm. you know, after all, like the tears that I've cried and the prayers that I've did, and you know, everything I've tried, you checked off all the boxes. I checked off all the boxes that I could have done. You're told that you're supposed to. Exactly. And either it's a cruel joke and he's just kind of laughing and saying, no, I'm not going to do it. Right. Or I, I can, you know, go the path of, well, if God is love, mm. then he just must love me the way I am. Mm. Yep. And that was sort of the proverbial crossroads that I was at. And, um, yeah, I, I, I started exploring this new path of God is love mm. instead of this angry God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started... Thinking 
while I was sitting in the audiovisual booth, you know, what's my next step? What am I going to do? Because I was going through the motions, you know, yeah. I was singing, I was praying, I was pushing the buttons to make the lights work. I was putting the... You're literally pushing all the Literally buttons. pushing the lights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a huge board, like light board and everything. And then I would bounce back between that and the um, projection, to, right. you know, mm-hmm. area where... PowerPoint type stuff. PowerPoint. Yeah. Well, we had um, what we call easy worship. It was a step oh, above. I'm familiar with that, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's so like streamlined for it's, churches. It was, it's a, it was a great software. It's mm-hmm. so much easier than PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, just sitting in the booth, like, thinking, what am I going to do? And so I started experimenting churches. So I'm like, okay, well, there must be some gay-friendly churches. Yep. Um, this is in Arizona? In Arizona. Yeah. And I didn't want to, like, leave my faith. I just, I, I'm, I'm personally of the opinion that I believe in a God Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I believe that he is love Mm -hmm. and I was curious and open to find out what, what else is there Mm -hmm. and what, um, how do I, what what do I make of that essentially? Mm -hmm. So I went to a few different churches in town. Um, none of them really felt quite like home and, you know, didn't feel comfortable, um, until I landed to a place called Foothills, which is ironically the exact opposite direction from my old church mm, like how so um so like i live near near a highway in arizona and so like 10 minutes to my left was my old romanian mega church uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then 10 minutes to my right was this new church okay. called okay. foothills and same road same literally road. the other side of the road literally happy, the same road. happy valley road oh uh, yeah. Oh, yeah poetic yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't really call it the Valley anymore. I call it the Valley of the Shadow of Death. Oh. That's just me. <laughs> David calls it's the Church of Hate. <laughs> Church of hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's a, a church that tells you what you're allowed to think, what you're not allowed to think. Mm-hmm. Um, that puts rules on you can you can't wear jewelry or you can't mm. you can sit only on the side of the church like mm. it's it veers into cultish mm. mentality yeah, right, and you're right. not allowed to ask questions you're not allowed mm. to um ask why and if you do you're mm. automatically pegged as a troublemaker mm-hmm. that's that's really bad that's dangerous yeah so yeah. david when you say the church of hate was that from your own personal experience like do when you walked in those doors did you get hate from people or is it just you knowing where their stances were on on social issues and things like that. It was, it was knowing where their stances were. They had okay. no idea who I was right, right. or what I was there for. Mm-hmm. But in seeing how Rob was treated mm. afterwards, when, when Rob actually came out, he it, it was well-known within that church. It was well-known within that community there, which mm-hmm. is really, really odd to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But the word was out that... Rob was gay, and he had people who he had known his entire life that he would walk by in the grocery store, mm-hmm. and they would look at him and continue walking. Wow. Yeah. Like, ostracized, or like, uh, excommunicated. Totally. Completely. Yeah. They yeah. would absolutely, he said, oh, I knew that person. And I said, how did you know them? Well, I knew them from church. I said, well, I it's like, you knew them by sight? He said, no, I've known them my entire life. Wow. And I grew like, up in that church as a, from a, as a, from a kid. You helped oh build it. God. I helped build that church with my, build this with, my, literally. Yeah. Wow. with my blood and everything, yeah. literally. <laughs> and, and this was a place that would no longer speak to him. The, the people just would no longer talk to him. And he would, I mean, the, the pastor, the, the, what was the, 
story there. Did oh, you? yeah, that, that was yeah, that was interesting. So we're at my cousin's wedding, Joe, and um, so it was me and my cousin Emma and some family sitting towards the front of the church okay. during the service. So Romanian weddings are different, where it's it's actual church service, and so the bride and groom walks down the aisle. They go to their thrones next to the pulpit and they sit down for two hours. Oh. Yeah, it's like beautiful ornate chairs surrounded by flowers. <laughs> Your eyes are so <laughs> We didn't get a throne in we, no we had to stand. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that I could actually have a throne in a tiara. We had more of this Romanian culture. We didn't wear your fit and flared outfit that I right, asked you to wear. Yeah, no. sure. I'm kidding. Um, so they sit we down on their throne and, you know, it's a church service. There's a, one or two sermons. There's oh God, um, a choir. There is people singing and reciting poems. Mm-hmm. It's this, this whole ordeal. Um, and so we, I was sitting down there towards the front, um, and the lead pastor from that church um, got up to start a sermon. And so he began saying, um, I was going to talk about something about you know marriage-related mm-hmm. or romantic-related, whatever. He's like, instead, I'm going to actually... I was compelled by God to change my sermon to talk about how marriage should be between a man and a woman and looked right at me. Really? Looked right at me. And I just looked back and I'm like, really, bitch? <laughs> You're going to do this? That's unreal. And he did. And I I just checked out and I was talking to my cousin next to me and we are just yeah. kind of giggling and not paying attention. Yeah. And I'm like, really? You, you made this about uh, yourself instead of like yeah. the two people that, up there getting married. That is like amazingly <laughs> selfish and like closed-minded and just like pointedly mean and he was shooting daggers from like yeah. the pulpit at me i'm like i really don't care dude i'm how, past that how are you not just like fuck church altogether or fuck god altogether because why, why did that stick with you yeah so? you know i really i i can i could have done that and there are people that that do that and that's yeah. totally fine which is fully valid it's, in to- it's totally valid yeah. yeah my my deep connection to the belief that god is love is what kept me in the in mm. the quote-unquote church or it kept me with with my faith. So, is that belief something that you were ingrained with, or is that, that you said it's something you more came to like realize, or, or came to to decide was real after the fact? Yeah, or, it's or just you it's always... um, you know it's, it wasn't you know you're taught you're, it's it's verbally said it's from, in there it's in there, but <laughs> I, I have this the deep... slaying of the infants and all that too. Oh right, right. no, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I have this deep feeling, you know, this, at the core of the whole issue. God is love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's that's a jumping off point. That's mm-hmm. where we start. Mm-hmm. We usually tend to go the opposite way. You know, you mentioned like all those controversial, you know, or violent, mm-hmm, you know, passages mm-hmm. in the biblical yeah. texts. Mm-hmm. And you try to work yourself inward where it's no, it should be the opposite way. We should start off with the foundation of God is love. Mm-hmm. And then what does that mean moving forward? And how does that check out as it checks and balances with other passages and what we're doing to each other and how we you know, look at each other, you know, that whole mm. whole thing. Wow. So, yeah, I think what hit home for you was when you went to Foothills and he found a community that had the same belief structure that he had that mm. was welcome, welcoming to him as a gay man and actually embracing to him. And that's what was game changing. The, the first couple who welcomed him in was a was a uh, lesbian couple mm-hmm. who invited him up to sit with them and oh. engaged with him and then ended up years later 
being his stood up for him at our wedding. Yeah. Oh, so man. they were they That's were his sweet. his, his uh, matrons of honor. <laughs> They're sweethearts. Um, yeah, we love. But them. I think I think showing that you could be Christian, value love, have the same values, and still be gay and be accepted. I think that was the biggest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was um, at that at that church where I realized, and it wasn't like a, you know poor me, and I got. Slipped into this, you know, I, what conservatives might say, I got manipulated into this, right. you know, backsliding thinking, oh, right, theology. Right, right, yeah. No, it was, mm. um, I, I sat there in that church, you know, by, you know, my own, and it was really like a um, moment of clarity and transformation for me because I finally felt like I could kind of relax and breathe. Oh, yeah. And I knew that I had, I had peace in my soul. Mm. I I felt the love and it was like this warm blanket over me oh, and like oh okay you know this is this is it I'm yeah. doing the right thing uh-huh. um, and I think it was the first time you realized that there were other people like you there was oh, yes wow. and I think that was the yeah. biggest wow. discovery that you yeah. weren't the lone Christian gay man out there but there were people who were like you uh-huh. yeah and that's that's, that's uh-huh. kind of why. Um, yeah, I definitely didn't know, and that's why I started my online, you know, presence. Um, she must plug. Yeah, her, give your yeah, give your handle. Uh, Broadbearblog dot com. Um, essentially, um, the lesbian couple gave me the nickname um, Brother Bear <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a brother and I'm you a bear. Shout them. What are their names? Oh, uh, Wendy and Crystal, oh. and little Brave, their son. Aww. Oh, sweethearts! Yeah. yeah, they're they're an amazing family, and just. Truly amazing individuals. Yeah, so I, I started the the site because um, we needed we need representation in mm. the um, queer or Christian LGBT plus community, um, and currently in the Romanian um, sphere of that, there is like nobody mm. oh, doing wow, yeah. doing mm-hmm. that, um, mm. and so I'm here, you know, doing my thing and writing articles and. Um, Posts and personal experiences, and um, yeah, just kind of giving visibility to that. And I've, I've had people reach out to me, yeah, um, from different areas mm-hmm. um, with either questions or they're closeted or they're mm-hmm. in the process of coming out, and mm-hmm. you know, questions of the you know theological questions, yeah. you know, the ones that we were always raised with, and right. how do I make sense of that, mm-hmm. and you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, it's, it's turning into this wonderful, um, platform to help people in the Romanian American community. And, um, the posts are translated in Romanian as well so that anybody can understand it. Oh. So really pardon well. my ignorance, but yeah, is it, uh, it's so Romanian Christianity is like exclusively conservative. It sounds like, or, um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's hard. I, oh God, I come to think that I can't really think of a, Progressive mm. slash liberal kind of Romanian church mm-hmm. ever that I can think of. It's always uber conservative, even mm. though like you know they dress hipster and <laughs> right. you know they it's drive just... Lexuses and uh-huh. Mercedes and have you know Gucci and Louis Vuitton handbags. It's super conservative. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So David, do you your reaction to all this is very interesting to me because obviously you uh, and I'll just say this. For the listeners, we were at lunch earlier, and so we've tread a little bit of this turf, but um, I, as you said earlier, like you were 
and I guess you implied it even just now, but you were you were out well before Robert. Yeah. And it sounds like to an extent maybe you were observing what was going on with Robert's coming to terms and also maybe learning kind of through his eyes what he was going through because you didn't really have that perspective. Yeah. Um, do you I guess for, do you believe in God first off like is yeah. that important to you do you yeah okay cool I do okay. is your faith like a thing to you is that like an important thing to you I mean when I say faith I mean tradition like I, I think spirituality is really important okay. to me mm-hmm. um, I I do believe in it um, I think I have to mm-hmm. um, for my own sanity mm-hmm. was there ever a point where you because I don't know and again pardon my ignorance with, with your tradition yeah. but like uh, in Judaism uh, is there as much of a of a stigma against being gay, or was that ever like a, a struggle? For, was you, were you ever like wrestling with "Is God mad at me"? No, no, never. That's amazing. Never. Um, I grew up in a very different household, though. It, I grew up um, with my family. I think pretty much supporting whatever decision oh. that I made. Um, were you reformed or very reformed? Okay. Very yeah, very relaxed. You know, I, I had a bar mitzvah when I was a kid. I was I was terrible in Hebrew school and Sunday school. So <laughs> I, I want to see your bar mitzvah pictures. Oh <laughs> I was I was not a cute kid, but so I'm I'm dyslexic oh. and. Hebrew reads from right to left, mm. and somehow that doesn't work when you're right. when you're dyslexic and you you're trying your to. to yeah. yeah, and so I was I was the worst in my entire mm. entire class there, and so the kids were not very nice to mm. me because I was like the mm. fat dyslexic <laughs> kid who couldn't read for the life mm. of him um, Hebrew. But uh, I, I digress. So. It was, uh, it was definitely, it was, it was relaxed. It was laid back. It was, um, yeah, I went to a really very reformed temple. Um, great rabbi. Mm. Um, so there's no stigma of any negativity with there. There wasn't. It, the, the hardest part was obviously coming out to my family. It was, I, the first person who I told was my brother, who's two years older than me. And he, of course, said, I, I already knew that. Mm. And then he said, you really need to tell Granny. So I had this... My grandmother lived to 101. Wow! Gran, gran, granny Addie. Mm. I want to know her diet. I want to know what and her regimen was. See, her diet was she ate more than my dad, my brother, or I could ever <laughs> eat. It didn't. She so was, just all genes, huh? She was a little lady. And she would just... She would eat pizza like nobody's business. Mm. She would eat us all under the table. And my brother Mark said, you know, Granny knows too. You should probably talk to her about right. it. And I said, well, I, I can't talk to her about it. She's like 90 years old. What am mm. I going to say? So you'd, you'd be really surprised. And so she, she asks about it. And it was Labor Day. And I had to go pick her up downtown Chicago and drive her out to the suburbs. And she was in the car with me. And it was just the two of us. And she put her hand on mine. I was... It was a manual car, so my hand was on the stick shift, and she put her hand on mine. She said, David, honey, I just want to tell you that your children are always your children, and your grandchildren are always your grandchildren. Mm -hmm. 
whether they're gay or they're lesbian or they're straight. And I didn't even know, like, those words had never come out of my mouth before. This was a 90-year-old one. I was like, what? What? Oh, okay. And I just looked at her and I'm like, that's really good to know. Great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I will will keep that in mind when it's it's time. But she was was great. And I didn't actually tell my parents, I didn't tell my mom until a little bit after that. Mm. It It was, I think, months later. And... And of course, you know, I told my mom. You know, for her, it was it was the hardest. Oh, really? Because, oh, yeah, yeah. Because it was a it was years and years and years ago, and so there was not quite the acceptance as there is now. Mm. Um, and B, I think that in a lot of ways, she thought that she had done something to me to make me. Yeah, because that's like a generational. It, it thing, was it? it was still that lack of understanding mm-hmm. of, of why, mm-hmm. and so. Um, she mm. never had really candid conversations with me about it, but she had them with my brother that he told me later after mm. she passed away about 20 years ago, oh. uh, 20, 22 years ago. And so we never had that final con- you know, conversations about it, but I know that she she loved me. I know that she accepted yeah. me. Um, right. She accepted the person who I was, who I was with at the time mm. um, in her own way mm-hmm. um, as much as she could. Yeah. So was it... Oh, sorry, and, and my dad was fine. He was just oblivious to it. He's like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. So th- I had no pushback. And the one thing I've told Rob is is we're both lucky that my family and the people who are within our life from my side of the family are just really, really open and yeah. embracing uh-huh. and sure. and very, very kind to us and right. treat us as, as a true couple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, something that popped in my head... Uh, and I, like, I'm not, uh, I'm not dismissing anything. I'm just curious as to what you guys, what both of you think. Like, I I feel like from an ideal blank slate standpoint, like why the fuck without religion, without social pressures, without cultural assumptions, like why the hell would you have any, why would you be scared of telling people? what you're sexually attracted, you know, or like even just talking about it, if it's not like broadcasting it in an uncomfortable way to other people, but like, you know, with, without, so you're saying David, that you didn't have the religious pushback or the religious pressures that you Robert had. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just curious, like, was it just social and cultural yeah. pushback or is it like, and, but isn't that also, isn't that mindset, isn't that pushback, that, that resistance, isn't that, born from like a, the protestant values like where else would that even come from where else would would a, a bias against someone who loves a person you know like like these are just so yeah does that make any sense oh it totally does i think that there's there's also that fear of of a not understanding why and so you've got to have you've got to make a reason it's like i don't understand why this guy would like another guy mm-hmm. or this woman would like another woman that just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to me in my life you know men and women should be together right. and so but doesn't that assumption in itself come from protestantism like i'm just saying like I, i'm just trying to, to walk it backwards also, but i mean even judaism i mean if you yeah to you know, sure it, yeah it, judeo-christian yeah, ethic i guess absolutely yeah uh and and then i think it also there's the fear within other people of of then I need to question myself, which is mm. I think the bigger oh, the bigger yeah. fear is, mm-hmm. is you know it's it's that does that mm-hmm. it's the self exploration. Yeah, I, I honestly just a quick interjection. Yeah. I feel like the more homophobic someone is, the less comfortable they are with their themselves. own yes. their own sexuality. Yeah. Like the the people who are the most vehemently like 
you know, this is a sin, this is evil. It's like, have you even, have you even asked yourself these questions? You know, you're, you're guarding something. Yeah, I agree. But sorry to interrupt you. No. But so I think for me, the biggest fear was, was just acceptance within my family and disappointment is Mm. you, you don't want to be a disappointment. And I know for my mom, when I told her, she said that she was disappointed. And that was like your biggest fear in the world is I don't want to disappoint you. But it was, you know, I, I want you to live a happy life. I want you to have children. I want you to be safe. And I think it was it was coming to terms with the reality of, of what that meant to her. And I, I spent many years in therapy over a lot of different things. But mm-hmm. one of the things that I brought up the, very early on was I was so mad at my mom for not saying, oh, my God, I love my gay child, and right. just hugging me and saying mm, everything's fine. Yeah. And what I was reminded of is that it, I was 23 when I finally came out to her, is that I really had 23 years to prepare myself and accept myself, and I was giving her five minutes to mm, change wow. her entire understanding of who her son was that she's mm. known for 23 years. But now all of a sudden she knew this other person for 23 years has always been me. Yeah. Well, but yeah, it's always you're exactly what you were. Nothing sh- yeah. nothing shifted. Except for her, I think, expectation of how I was going to live my life suddenly changed. Mm. And, oh, I see. And, and then no longer was I going to marry a woman like she always thought. Mm. No longer was I going to have children because at that point it was very rare that a gay couple would have kids. Oh, sure. Yeah. It just it suddenly changed her world and her viewpoint of of who her son was going to become, and I just expected her to accept it right away. So, mm, hey. Yeah. So your your siblings and your grandmother were fully, I guess, dialed into this. But your mom, what was it? What do you think was? I don't mean to get too per, if it's no, too personal. Can't. Let me know. But was it was it? Do you think it was denial? Like, was it in the back of her head? Do you think like did she? recognize that intuitively as much as they did or yeah, was it I think I think she did re- recognize it and I think she denied it yeah and then because I think again it went back to her and feeling that she had done something wrong to me to make me that way right, because yeah. there's that lack mm-hmm. of understanding of, of why people are truly gay mm-hmm. yeah you know it's, it's it's such a common it's she yeah, I think mantra it was she thought she had and something environmentally right. had changed me or it hurt me. Uh, to become that person, mm-hmm. which is crazy to think now. Yeah, but, right, right. You know, yeah. Twenty something years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it changes quick, huh? Yeah, almost yeah. thirty years ago. For yeah, sure. right. Yeah, and it seems so logical to us now. Like, why would you? Yeah, you know, like I, you and I, Robert. I'm. You know, we're raised in, in similarly kind of conservative. Uh, tr- I keep using the word conservative negatively. I don't want to because I have so many family members and, and friends from back home who are, who are conservative. But let's say traditional or uh, narrow. <laughs> I'm dancing around. No, because it'll take out the badge of honor. It's, an, it's a straight and narrow. No, it's, um, I don't know, just say traditional evangelical. Yeah, there you go. There, yeah, we could say That's that. Good, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I feel like, do you think, is it just fear-based, this... Like the yes. the kind of the very pointed apart from like you David were saying like the, the cultural and societal kind of norms. Do you think that in the let's use the word evangelical world is it is it fear? Yes, or is it is it a true belief? 
Like, why would the woman not look you in the eyes when you pass her at the supermarket? Is it is it fear that like, oh, it's contagious, or like this is if if God no. sees me talking to this, you know, uh, this individual who has closer. Diff- is that Closer. what it is? Like, yeah. God's watching and I can't be seen. Part of it is that. Part of it is like, just kind of like side I like. I don't approve. Mm. That kind of like thing. Like a judgy sort of thing? Judgy. Um, the, the, I think the heart of the issue there is fear. Mm. And the fear that gets, is taught to these people. Mm. That if you delineate from these rules that we've told you, mm. God will smite you and send you to hell. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And God, God will be mad at you. God will be mad right. at you. He will, you know, you're going to backslide. It's, you know, Pandora's box. You're going to go to hell. Right. All these things. Um, God forbid that that you ask questions about, mm. you know, certain biblical passages. God forbid that you question who God is. Mm. Um, yeah. God forbid that you do all this, you know, these na- these normal questions that you come, you experience as a human being um, to evolve your faith. Um, that's where it comes. And that's what, what the problem with my mother is. You know, she's still not okay with with um, the gay, and you know, refuses to even admit that David isn't part of my life. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, it's rough. Fuck, that's rough, yeah. dude. But she told me that oh. she's afraid that oh. if she accepts me, then God will be mad at her. She told me that. She told me that, oh, and that God will send her to hell. And as such, uh, she can't be part of it. Yeah. Do you have, Do you have pity? For that mindset, like, I mean, it's your mother, so I'm sure that you love her. Yeah. Like, do you have, is it like, you, is it like ignorance versus hate? Like, I'm sure she's not being hateful. Do you think it's like an, I'm not trying to like lead you into an answer, but I'm just no, curious, like, yeah. where, where do you think she's coming from with that? She's, she's coming from, well, the problem, I, and I've, I've told David this, that it's who you surround yourself with. Um, mm. She's yeah. part of this mm-hmm. very niche, tiny, evangelical community that, tells her that if she does accept me, God will be mad at her. In addition to, if she accepts me, she will be ostracized from her community. Oh, right. That's the more tangible yes. kind of consequence, I guess. Um, so, you know, the Romanian community in America is is big, but it's all spread out, and she goes to a very small church. And um, I think she's just afraid of being alone. Yeah. And... You know, I, I know, like, I'm her son, but I think she thinks she's doing the right thing. Right. Well, and, I, you know, obviously, she's not open She open to um, letting her guard down and asking the questions. She's very comfortable in her own little box mm. that she's formed for herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you going to say something, David? He, he, has, he has opinions. <laughs> It makes my yeah. job easier if you guys keep talking. <laughs> I, I have a lot of opinions on that. Um, Please, there's yeah, there's, but yeah, to to push there's the there's you're right there's the tangible and there's the intangible there's the I don't want God mad at me and, and there's the community but, but then there's a the community but at the same time does does her community really need to know that she accepts her son mm. and loves her son and yes. And then, but but why? I mean, we don't even live wow, there. And yeah. so, so for wow. her to to be able to send a Christmas card and put both of our names on it and acknowledge that we're together, which she didn't do, which she didn't do, <laughs> is or nobody in her community would know, right? That. Yeah, and yeah. you're be you're even defending her and saying that you're saying like it's fine if you want to keep your community yeah. 
okay with your, you know, play by their rules, but then no one's going to know if you if you just send out a little bit of approval or love. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we ask of her, um, you know, kind of to tag along what David said earlier about, you know, you can't expect people to change in five minutes what it took you, you know, mm. 23 years. Mm. Um, you know, we don't expect her to totally, like, fling open the open arms and, you know, like... We're realistic, I think, in that sense. It's it's going to take a little time, but at the same time, just treat us with respect. Yeah. Like, right. I'm married. Mm. He exists. Right. He's with yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Don't um, have conversations with me and ask how I'm doing. Right. Don't invite me to Thanksgiving and not him. Oh, you know, happens. don't do things like that oh. because I'm not going to stand for it. Yeah. And I'm going to politely say no. Mm. This is how mm-hmm. it's done, and this is not acceptable. Right. No. So to, to go back exactly a year ago... Um, so when Rob and I moved to Minneapolis, his mom actually drove him cross country with our two dogs in the car and then stayed with me in the apartment I was renting. And Rob's mom stayed with you. Yeah. Okay. And with, with Rob as well. And, and it was for probably the third time we felt like we had crossed a hurdle because every time we've mm. crossed a hurdle or rounded the corner... She goes back over the other way. And so this was the first time that I actually thought, wow, this is actually, I think, making a, a change in the way she views us. We were, we were married already. Mm-hmm. She did not come to our wedding, nor would she acknowledge oh. our wedding, nor would she acknowledge getting the save-the-date card. Um, so uh. that, there was no acknowledgement there. But for the first time, she actually drove Rob across the country to be with his husband and stayed with me in the apartment that we lived in, that we were staying in, right. in her own room for like four days. And when she left, she made one little snide remark, but I eventually let that go once Rob called her out on it. And when she left, she actually hugged me for the first time mm. and said, thank you for your hospitality. And, and sent you a text thanking you for a wonderful time. And thanking me for a wonderful that's, time. You know, that's that was, kind of that was, That's a nice, it sounds like a half step forward. It was. Right? It was. Yeah. So that was in July. Okay. By November, mm. I took a picture of the two of us on uh, for Thanksgiving and sent her um, sent her the picture of the two of us and said, "Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we miss and love you." From me. That's that's very very sweet and uh, forgiving. I don't know, <laughs> like and and she didn't respond. Yeah. And then she texted Rob a, I think it was a, a biblical quote, or what did she send you, something, it was, it was she always sends you like... She, she always sends like little, like, cheesy gifts of like Bible verses. Yeah. Okay. And Rob said, are you going to respond to David? And she basically said no. And then... I texted her in my best Romanian, and I truly translated this into Romanian. So there was, so there was no, there was no confusion uh-huh. of what I was saying. Nothing that, lost in translation. No, sort of thing. That said, I find it, um, I find it very hurtful that I would send you a picture mm. of the two of us on Thanksgiving, wishing you um, a happy day, and that you wouldn't respond at all. The one thing I asked for from you is that you respect me. Didn't respond. And so Rob eventually texted his mom and said, are you going to respond to David? And she said, I wrote him a letter. 
this is the infamous letter. And I'm like, a letter? Like a physical letter? He's like, <laughs> he's like by mail? <laughs> and she said yes. And so Rob told me that there was going to be a letter coming to me from his mother. And I know myself very, very, very well. And yeah. I know that I can get very, I get spiteful and get angry. Uh-huh. And I can't turn it off. Uh-huh. And so I told him that he needed to intersect the letter and read it. And if there was something that would upset me in it, that I don't care how much I ask you to Mm -hmm. to let me read it. Do not let me read it. You have been in therapy, haven't you? Because. (laughs) Takes one to know one. Yeah, seriously. I know exactly what you're talking about. If I read it, I will never, we will never move past that because I will never get that out of my head. So Uh if there's anything nasty in it. Right. Just don't expose me. Don't trigger me. Yep. Don't, Don't let me read it. Just. You know, take it, file it away, whatever you need to do. And so a couple of days later, I come home. We were dieting because we're, we're always on a diet. And I walk into the house. And I'm like, what are you making? And there's like this <laughs> big vat of like cheese sauce. And like pastas going in there and baking. <laughs> I eat my feelings. And, like, all this comfort food. And I'm like, what are you making? Because this is stuff we would not be eating. And I'm like. What's wrong? And he's uh, like, the letter came. And I'm like, from what you're making right now, I'm guessing that really it was not <laughs> It was not good. good. And so I looked at him and I said, don't let me read it. Do not let me read it. Uh-huh. I can't read this I'm letter. I'm about to ask you to let me read it in five seconds, but don't let me read it. No matter what I do, do not let bomb. me and so, so I have never read it. You still haven't? I know. No. Wow. No, I don't even know if it still in. exists anymore. Um, Don't say I, I do know I do know the gist of it, which was that I I did tell him the gist of it. Mm. I, I destroyed his life and and took him to a place where he doesn't need to go like physically and emotionally like Minneapolis, but emotionally that he doesn't he shouldn't be with a man. He, mm. he will, and that you were responsible. for I'm him responsible because turning one, <laughs> like one day he's going to wake up and realize that he is straight and he'll be with a woman. And I've destroyed his life and I have pulled him away from her and the thing that out of anything that bothers me the most out of that was the thought that i i lost my mom at an early age Mm. and and i've told him and i've told her time and time again that that what's most important to me is that rob has his mom she's alive and Mm. that they can have a relationship and that has always been really important yeah. to me. Because and you're showing her a lot of respect. You're reaching out, texting, or whatever. I, I, like, and, I, and it's important to me. And her pushback was that I just want them not to have a relationship whatsoever. Fuck. And that, I think that's that's the most painful thing of the whole thing. That, that not only have I turned him gay, and I am mm-hmm. truly, in her eyes, the devil, mm-hmm. but that I would turn him against her. Which is, I have been so supportive of her and their relationship. Right, right. And, and now I'm, I'm done. Now, now I'm just done. Yeah, fully just fair. Absolutely mm-hmm. done. And if they don't have a relationship, I'm fine with that because there's, there's no respect to either one of us, but especially me. Yeah. We, you know, we always leave the door cracked open for her. Uh-huh. And we tell her time and time again because we reiterate right. every single time. This is not okay how you're treating us. Right. However, we want to have a relationship with you. Um, you just have to, you know, show some respect. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. You don't even have to say you approve, just respect. Yeah, us. just respect. See, see no, Rob, Rob's being nicer because his crack his crack door is still open. My door is closed. Mm. I, and it would take, it'll take a lot of kicking it down to get it back mm. open again. I just... I, you know, I'm just, a, you know, 
of the belief that you try to win halfway. Mm. You can't do the work for them. Right. Because they, if they don't have an open heart, an open mind, you can't do anything. Right. It's just talking to a brick wall. Yeah. So you meet them halfway, but the door is open for her um, if she ever she wants to be part of our lives. Um, she, you know, unfortunately has formed the opinion that I'm unhappy in, mm-hmm. in, in this new life that I have mm-hmm. and that um, David's not nice to me in this marriage and that mm-hmm. and, and unfortunately she's telling people this mm-hmm. other people in her community mm-hmm. and it, it really really bothered me so in my response I actually wrote a letter back to her oh. um, used her medium <laughs> exactly <laughs> written letter that's kind of like what I said in, as an intro to the letter I'm like you know right the apples are far fall from the tree. Right. I can write a letter back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't a very um, hateful letter or angry letter. It was more like, here, this is what it is. Right. This is what's okay. Right. This is what's not okay. Right. And, um, yeah, I pretty outlined, pretty much outlined the act. You know, this is what, line by line, this is what you did. This is why it's yeah. not okay. Uh-huh. And then at the very end, I said, we, we love you. We want you to be part of our lives. Um, but you can't disrespect us anymore. Like I won't stand for disrespect. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and yeah. she told me that was my opinion. Mm. That was that was over a year ago. Yeah, and then nothing's changed since. Mm. And I think the other thing that she does is when Rob has told her that there there are people in our lives that embrace us and accept us, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> Almost all the people in our lives embrace us and accept us, except for the people on his side of the family. Um, his mom's response is, they're all lying. She won't believe it. Do. Wow. It's so, like they're just being fake to you. To you. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they, they don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Nobody really, really accepts you. Mm-hmm. I mean, my father actually walked both of us down the aisle mm-hmm. for a wedding. And he did because he loved us both. And he, he respected... Us getting married and yeah. respects us as a couple, and and that's why he did it. Is and there's no faking that, right? And, yeah. and the people who were there supporting us at our wedding, we it, it was they were all there because they love us and they support us. There was and lots was, of love. You yeah. felt it. Um, mm. And unfortunately, from Rob's side of the family, there was nobody there from his biological family, from his chosen family. His entire world was there, which are all the people who love and support us, who came out to Chicago from Phoenix to be part of our our, our day. Wow! And and that that is our that, that's you know in a lot of ways our chosen family on that side. Mm, is, yeah, because yeah. that's that's what we have. Mm, yeah. I didn't, honestly, I swear to God, I did not intend this discussion to just be about sexuality, but I feel like there's a, there's a lot of important things to be talked about here. Um, so I'm, I'll pursue that thread a little bit more if that's okay with you that's guys. Fine, so we yeah. can, or we can talk more about religion or whatever. But I'm curious, um, from what I've gleaned, uh, it sounds like I'm pretty confident, Robert, that, um, that David is the first person that you were in a, an open relationship or not open, but like, but openly. openly. <laughs> I'm sorry, I worded that fully wrong. That I know what you mean. Open, open, openly, that you were openly in a yes. relationship with. Is that is that true? Uh yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and I did. Or maybe I should say first. Were you? Did you ever? Date, did you ever? I'm doing air quotes. Date women. You said you always. I did. Were gay. I did. Was that for show? Was that? 
Um, you know, I to, was that praying the gay way or what was kind of, it was, you know, um, I did a couple girls and they were great girls, Mm -hmm. except for one that was a little psycho. Um, but it was, okay, this is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Eventually I'll turn around Mm -hmm. like, like the straight guys say, once you, once you try it. Maybe, you know, it'll change you. Once you taste that puss. Exactly. Which is actually really gross. <laughs> I don't want to taste no, none of that. Yeah, it's a really gross thing to me. Um, I'm gay, so. <laughs> exactly, but that's the sentiment. And, um, you know, I dated girls, but... I think that's my favorite moment. That's going to be the audio clip for you. Exactly. I always take it too far. Oh, I can't yeah. even say that word. I find it so gross. <laughs> I throw that word out. You do. You do. Yeah. Sorry. I yeah. I've I've tried dating girls, um, and I liked them as people, but mm-hmm. I was never sexually attracted to them. Right. Um, and it's kind of like you know, same thing with. Um, yeah, on a little side note, like just straight guys could recognize another good-looking guy, mm-hmm. but they're not sexually attracted. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, you know, I liked the person; I thought they were pretty, but I'm like, you know, I can't. And um, right. I dated a few guys in hiding while I was still in the closet, okay. um, but it was nothing could ever come of it. You dated like. Like, you, you you considered each other in a relationship, or, like, you were just kind of seeing each other? We were kind of seeing each other. Like, just... Right. Yeah, nothing nothing serious, but, like, went on dates and met yeah. a, few, a few guys. Um, but nothing really came of it, because, obviously, I was not out, and I just don't think it was meant to be. Mm. You know, I, I think it was um, the story that, you know, of our lives that we've written, I think it was the way it was supposed to be. Mm. Um so yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in it sounds like in the eyes of your maybe your your previous church community and maybe some members of your family, they think that David like corrupted you, or, like like sucked you into the abyss of hell because that's the first time that they publicly could recognize that you were attracted to what you were attracted to. That's a good point. Yeah, it could be. It could be. I mean, um, they. I've always. I've, I've been friends with David before we even started dating because mm-hmm. we met at at um, work, and so some of my family has already met him. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear more about this. Like you guys have a really, <laughs> a really interesting. Uh, you were telling me a little bit earlier about your. We don't have to talk about the. <laughs> the <way laughs> no, we can if you want to. It's. I think it's funny to me personally. <laughs> I, it's. It's my favorite story. It is. No, you're better at telling it than I am. <laughs> but um like previous to that um like you've met some of my family my cousins and they, they were they love me they love you and they were fine until they found out that we're both gay and so we're, wait were they okay because you, you're you were fully out right like you're did they know that you were gay but they didn't know robert was gay or when, when they met me they just i mean it didn't even come up. It never yeah, it came, it never up, came yeah. up. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and he's not like a flamboyant character. Right. He's well, just they can't see me. I really. Am. <laughs> <laughs> I really yeah, wait, wait, wait! You guys are gay. Yeah, the, the pink tiara and the uh, yeah, you can't see yeah, that. <laughs> um, his, I remember his his cousin D. 
the three of us spent a lot of time together when she was visiting and I thought she was the coolest person in this world. I was like, she is the one person. She will accept us. You will, she will be fine with us. This is when we were just kind of trying to figure out, okay, we're, we're friends. Um, mm-hmm. but there's probably a little bit more there. Mm-hmm. Um, so sorry, I just want to clarify just so I'm, I'm tracking with you guys. Yeah. So when you guys, for, you were working together at, well, we won't say the name. We might have said it earlier. I'm going to have to I don't think, out. I don't know if we did. I don't think we should say the name. But it's just a big corporate. But yeah, at a, at a big corporate place, you guys working together. Yeah. Um, so when you first started uh, interacting with each other, I mean, Robert, you weren't out yet? Is no, I was and so, not. And so, David, yeah. when you, obviously, oh, because you said earlier that you were, like, hanging out with him and going to church and things like that, like, which sounds like a pretty big romantic investment, I think. So, like, I guess you, were you out to David? Or yeah. David, did you? I mean, did you know? I mean, like, can yeah, I know you more details story, here? You tell the story. <laughs> oh, there's so many. There's so much. This How better build up to your that? first kiss. So, this better, like, <laughs> this is yeah. going to be juicy. So we kept on meeting in the bathroom. That, let's just throw it out there, <laughs> unintentionally, mm-hmm. in the most truly innocent way possible mm-hmm. is our bladders were bladders. lined up <laughs> at the same time mm-hmm. and we worked on the same floor on the different side of the floor we didn't know who each other were mm-hmm. was and inevitably either he would be in there and i would walk in or i would be in there and he would walk in and it just it was embarrassing because <laughs> it was very awkward you know right. i didn't did, the same person i didn't know if he was straight if he was gay who he was okay, but okay. you just don't want to be that person who right. walks up to somebody else at a urinal being like Hey, look, Funny it's the here. third day in a row. <laughs> yeah. And so after like the third day in a row, I looked at him and I said, oh, it looks like that we're on the same schedule, huh? And I gave <laughs> a nervous <laughs> giggle and I ran out. Yeah. And then, of course, needless to say, it happens again. And then at one point, Rob stayed in the bathroom a little bit longer after he was done and was washing his hands and kept on washing his hands. I was trying to be thorough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Very thorough. And, and I'm thinking to myself, he's got really dirty hands. He's still, he's still washing them. And, and, and so then I finished up and I went to the sink and he just, he's like, hi, what do you do here? And so I told him what I did. And um, we just started chatting and he was, he was, very nice, and I honestly had no idea what what his scene was. I didn't know if he was gay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. And I remember asking um, two of the women who I work with. We went out for drinks like that night or like a couple nights later, and I said, "Hey, would a straight guy ever talk to another dude in a bathroom? <laughs> just like out of the blue, you know?" I just kept I, I keep right. running into this guy, and I, I he, he's nice, and I, I just I don't know what his deal is. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they're like, yeah, no, he's not He's not straight. I'm like, are you sure? I'm like, it, I just, I don't get right. a vibe. And I'm never wrong. Like, I'm one of those people, my okay. gator, my gator is like, on point. Mm-hmm. I was punching it up. I'm never, there is nothing butch about him. But <laughs> I just, I just couldn't get, I couldn't you guys get a, hairy. I, don't know. I, couldn't, I couldn't get a read on him for the life of me. And so eventually we were supposed to go hiking and we were going to go hiking and then uh, we were going to go to the brunch and then go hiking. We ended up going to brunch. And we just started talking, 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 and talking. And then I couldn't figure out. He talked a lot about his mom. He talked a lot about his religion. And it was a really good dialogue. But I really honestly couldn't figure out what his, what his deal was. And so at some point I finally looked at him and I said, So do you do date? 
And he said, "Yeah, I date." And I said, "So, you know, what, what's your type?" Because I'm like, "Oh, ah, that's a good." That was a sneaky question. That's yeah. a good yeah. sneaky yeah. So, little so, question. What, what's your type? What do you look for? And uh-huh. he described he described somebody like me. So I was like, "I got it. <laughs> I understand." And so just. To track for our listeners, so you weren't out, but you described to David exactly what man. he looked like. Yeah, me. What, okay. what he looked like. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, I wasn't out like publicly, right. but you know, I was. You knew. Yeah, you're. I knew. Yeah. Oh, he, I was, he was. He was. He was. He was. You were active. I was active. He was an active closeted gay man. Mm-hmm. Like As gay. every closeted. You guys got your vocabulary man. on point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it was interesting, as I remember saying to him, I said, well, it's too bad my, my world is so complicated right now. I said, I'd date you in a heartbeat if, you know, I was. Wow. But but we were both in very, very complicated parts of our lives at mm-hmm. that point. So we, we li- became friends. Friends who sometimes knit out. Yeah. In the hallway. Stairwell. 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 Yeah. Hot and heavy. Well, yeah. That adds a little air of... <laughs> It yeah. does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, at work. But we were, <laughs> so we, we were friends who made out of the, the uh, stairwells at work. But we were we were truly more, more than anything else. We were, we were friends, uh-huh. and we had a lot that we had to sort through yeah. in our own lives. Were you? I'm sorry. Were you guys being physical before you started like coming to church with them and all that stuff? Were you involved? I don't. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't either. Oh, so you had the emotional kind of baseline before anything got physical. Yes, that's okay. Yeah, because yeah. Um, wow, we we had the attraction, of course, but it really did start off as a friendship because he was coming out from a you know terrible relationship, and I was mm. um, trying to figure out myself and my sexuality, um, and so we opened our worlds to each other. Mm. And because we did that, we helped each other mm-hmm. um, through the like difficult times. And we got to know each other and mm-hmm. challenge each other yeah. in different ways. Oh wow! Um, we we absolutely it took a long time to say okay, this is my boyfriend. This yeah. is this is this is someone who I'm dating because we were we were really truly friends for just such a long time. We had a really for some reason our paths were very parallel to each other. Mm. That we were both going through. Rob was dealing with, you know, his his spirituality and religion and and coming out and and accepting himself, and I was coming off of a really really hard end to a um, long term relationship, but somehow that journey that we were both taking was parallel. Mm. That we were both going through a lot of the same things at mm. the same time. Wow. Yeah. Which is so interesting that that the completely different circumstance could right. be so parallel wow. to each other. Yeah, and one of the things that our when we were writing our story for our um, for our wedding ceremony was that there was never a start date of our of our actual relationship mm. together as a couple because we just so organically came together as a couple. Mm. We don't have like a first date. Yeah, our two journeys just blended together instead of two separate mm. journeys that we were helping each other yeah. on became one journey that yeah. we were taking together. That is organic. And that we were, yeah, we were helping great, yeah. each other on. And I think that was that was the, the best part of our relationship was just this slow transition from, from being just like friends who were supporting each other to being partners who loved mm. each other and supported yeah. each other. And wow. it was actually... 
the the turning point because we do have a turning point was my my best friend Matt was marrying his um, partner Rick here in Minneapolis, mm. and I invited Rob to come to the wedding as my boyfriend, and that mm. was that was huge yeah. for me. Yeah, because um, in any relationship, inviting a significant other to a wedding to is a, always to a wedding. It's a weird thing in it, American culture. It's it like, going to be the first time we were traveling together. Yeah, I mean, right. It was, it's an investment. Yeah. yeah, he was meeting my oldest friend, who had only known me with. Mm-hmm. My ex. And and he's so being like your inner circle too. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, and and that was it. That was really the transition. And I think coming out of that wedding weekend, we're like, wow, this is something real. Mm. This is this is. Wow. Yeah, we, we've made the right choices. It was a big deal for me too because it was the first time that I had a public boyfriend. Oh, I wasn't yeah, meeting right. like you know mm-hmm. on the side. Right. It was you know. We're together, yes. we're meeting people mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. we're traveling mm-hmm. together, and we traveled very well, which we kind of half joke that is a good test of a relationship if you oh, travel yeah. well. That's real, though. Yeah. <laughs> and we, it was just a smooth, smooth plane ride, and, you know, the whole, like, experience was great. And yeah, the, the plane ride was, was very smooth. Right? <laughs> there was no turbulence in that one, right? <laughs> Literally. Like, that's a great pilot. Yeah. That pilot contributed so much yeah, to yeah. our relationship. That plane ride, boy. It was also mm. a metaphor. Okay. <laughs> honestly, I just, I hope, honestly, as Robert said that, it was a smooth print. Like, there was a twinkle in your eye, and you're just, like, looking at David. David just like, oh, yeah, there's no truth. <laughs> <laughs> Robert was, like, looking for a little validation. And David was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't call it turbulence anymore, anyway. They call it rough air. Oh, right. We're, we're getting we, some rough, a patch of rough air. Oh, yeah. It's rough just air. a patch. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They don't, it's not turbulence anymore. That's, I think that's, that's on the average. It's politically incorrect to call yeah. it turbulence. Yeah. It's not rough air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the sweetest story, you guys. Yeah. For real. Thank you. That's nice. Shit, where to go next? So that's, 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 that is the, the, the story of us. That's nice. And that's, that's that's the story that you guys told at your wedding, I guess, to some yeah, degree? Or we, I think we left the, the, the bathroom part out. <laughs> Did we? Or is that in there? Really? Maybe in there. It, it's, I mean, it's, it's such a funny part of the story. It is funny, right? It, I think the wedding itself was real interesting because we blended both cultures yeah. together. Oh, so um, Because it was okay. not a Christian wedding. It was not a... Jewish wedding. Mm. It was an interfaith. It was so his his pastor came from um, Phoenix and married us in my brother's backyard under a hoopah in the Jewish tradition. And so it was it was truly the blending of our religion. It was really super because we were like talking about the wedding and you know what do we do we're not going to have a two hour service with thrones mm-hmm. you know <laughs> I didn't know upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know, I know, know the thrones was, was an option that <laughs> so we're like well what do you know what he's like the, I want this fucking <laughs> when we renew our vows we're getting thrones a <laughs> ten year I want to I want a fucking throne so you can walk in and say I have arrived yeah <laughs> I say that every got a scepter I say that every time I walk in another room let's let's be honest uh-huh. I've arrived <laughs> we were talking about like what how do we deal with this because we don't want to offend the um, the Jewish part of the family we don't want to offend the Christian part but then again it's the so Judeo-Christian connection yeah. right, right so yeah. what do we do mm. and um, we thought it'd be really nice I don't know how we thought about it but it'd be nice to talk about the story of Ruth mm. 
So in the Old Testament, the story of yeah. Ruth, where um, she marries Boaz, mm-hmm. Ruth, who was not Jewish, who was a Moabitess, a pagan, marries um, this good, wealthy, um, well-to-do, respectable Jewish man that owns his own business, blah, blah, blah. And um, that whole verse of, you know, where you go, I will go. Your God is my God. Yeah, no, that's that a nice verse. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a beautiful way to um, tie in the, the sentiment. And plus, his mother's name was Ruth. So, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Yeah. That was oh. So it was that was pretty special. Yeah, that's so special. It was a very special day. Wow. And I think having it was really really important to both of us to have somebody marry the two of us who actually knew us mm. as a couple. Yeah. And there was not a better choice than um, than Becca. I yeah. Mean, from from his church, she she knew us. I, I spent enough time. I was very, very welcomed at that church, mm. and even I was, you know, his boyfriend. I was gay. I was Jewish, right. yet I was welcomed with open arms as much as Rob was from the very moment. And so I, I went to a lot of services with yeah. them, and so they, I got to know them really, yeah. really well. The entire congregation, and and so having her marry us, I think, was really important to both of us, and. The fact that she did it and came all the way out to Chicago to do it, and people from his church came, um, like I said, Wendy and Crystal were his uh, matrons of honor, and it was it was truly the blending of our lives and the blending wow. of our religions, and that's that's in, in showing that we have between the two of us a single faith, which is really mm. cool. Oh wow, that's a good way to put it. Which so, is which is love. Yeah, because God is love. Oh man, <laughs> tying it back. Yeah, that leads me to asking you. So there's the obvious, um, the obvious maybe friction within um, each of your, you know, within the Judeo-Christian ethic um, of, you know, of, of being gay, of loving a, a thing or a person. You're, uh, you're not supposed, you know, it's like this abstract, weird um, parameters. Um, so, but then there's also which maybe even. Today, I don't, I don't know which one is more prevalent, but like, there's also the friction of um, accepting of, of inclusivism on a spiritual level. There's the friction of inclusivism sexually, and then there's this, the friction of inclusion of inclusivism uh, faith-wise. You know, like obviously, I'm, I'm not as well versed in, in Judaism as in, in Christianity. I was I was saturated with Christianity, you know, my whole life. But like, I know in Christianity traditionally, at least in my tradition, it was you know, you're you're in or you're out. You're Christian or you're not. Even your denomination mm-hmm. can get you in or out of hell or oh, yeah. heaven. And so, I'm just curious to hear from both you guys about um, where the inclusivism faith-wise comes from. Like even outside of your sexuality and things like that. Like, say how how do you respond to, or how did you come to terms with accepting that God doesn't? Because you both have stated you believe in God. That God doesn't uh, care. Or, or that there is some leeway between faiths, I guess, if I worded that at all uh, cohesively. I never, it's weird, I never questioned whether God would love or accept me, whether I was straight or gay. They uh-huh. never, ever, ever made a difference to me. What about faith-wise, though? Like, do, does, does the Jewish God, let's say, does yeah. Yahweh care if you're... Christian or Hindu or Muslim, you know, or, or non-religious, 
In my beliefs, no. It, it doesn't right. matter. Yeah. In your yeah. tradition, though? I, I had a long conversation with my rabbi um, after we were married, and he was very excited to tell me about the rabbi who um, is here in Minneapolis, who is a lesbian, who is, you know, heading up the entire temple. And so mm-hmm. I just automatically have always assumed that it, it was accepted, mm-hmm. and, and I never gave it any other thought that it wouldn't be. Um, it was never anything that was ever brought up in my upbringing as a as a Jew that if you're you're gay or lesbian or LGBT whatever that you wouldn't be accepted. It just mm-hmm. it was never within that. It was it was less like I said earlier, it was less about religion and more about social Right, socially right, right. accepted, okay. rather okay. than based on religion. Mm-hmm. So, it was never, it was never a question. Okay. In Reformed Judaism, is there any sort of a weight put into like the idea of the afterlife, or like, like checking a certain box, or saying a, in Christianity we say like saying the the what is it like the salvation prayer? Or, yeah. Is there any emphasis put on this is what gets you into a good afterlife? Is there any emphasis on the afterlife at all? Is it like are you in or are you out? I just always assumed I was in. Yeah, <laughs> sounds nice. I wish I, I wish I thought of it that way as a kid. You know, I think in. I remember when my mom was 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 dying. Um, I we went to lunch with our rabbi, uh, who was across the street from the hospital, and I asked him what happens to us once we die. Mm. Like what what do we believe as Jews? Yeah, okay. And he said that our souls come together as one. Oh wow! And it's very Buddhist almost. And that's yeah, it's interesting. Um, the little I know that I've I've heard, you know, people of the Jewish faith, did, you know, talking um, that I think evangelicals would be very surprised to learn that Judaism is is more holistic and open mm. than they may think it is. Mm. Um, you know, they talk about the holy the holy scriptures of um, the Hebrew writings as a faceted jewel. That every time you turn it, you see a new side. Mm, right. Yeah. Um, and they they don't put emphasis on where you go after you die. Right. Yeah. Um, they want to focus more on the here and now. Mm-hmm. Like David was saying, the social and um, the current events in your life now. Um, so it looks very different than what evangelicals might think. Yeah. Right. And. Right. You know, then what do we say about Jesus uh-huh. and his teachings and yeah. where Christianity has devolved, if I could use that Yeah, term. sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like so many evangelicals view, at least in, from from my background, view Christianity as like Judaism 2.0. It's like, yeah, they had the right idea over there with the Old <laughs> Testament, but like, we got this, we got this like, you know, uh, this... God incarnated as man. It's like it's your Old Testament God, but now he's a man. He's got all the secrets. He's gonna let us know about everything. Like you guys had the right idea over there, but you know we we Gentiles we figured it out. Yeah, somehow the so, wasps are the mm, mm-hmm, <laughs> the, yep, mm-hmm. the correct you know right you know interpretation and right. people and yeah, it's really interesting and yeah yeah I, you know I think my my faith is is evolving and of course I don't believe everything that I was taught right. as, as, as a child in mm-hmm. Sunday school, you're taught certain things. And, yeah. And now 
it's your responsibility as an adult to yourself, number one, mm-hmm. to find, always be searched for the truth and find um, what, you know, what is, what is true, what is right, um, mm-hmm. what is just. And mm-hmm. um, when we look at how the modern day evangelicals oppress people and mm-hmm. the way how they speak to the other um, you can't have a blind eye and turn away. You have to really address it and say, is this something I can stand for? And if yeah, not, right, you right. know, what, what does this say about the God that I believe in? Mm, yeah, right. Yeah. Does it sit right with me? Does it make any yeah. logical sense at all? And most people don't want to think. Mm-hmm. That That's the harsh truth. And that's what we were talking about like last mm-hmm. time. Um, most people want an easy answer. They don't want to think for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um they don't want to question anything. They just want to live in this little box and bubble they've grew up and created for themselves mm-hmm. um, and not um, look beyond that. I think it was, I think it was Rob Bell that said in his book, um, the Bible isn't black and white, it's color. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I found that passage very profound because it really is color. It's, you know, there, there's so much more. We can't put God in our little box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to be open to um, God in different ways, in different forms, and mm, yeah. mm-hmm. um, how people experience him, and um, going back to the nature of God, um, which is love. Mm, yeah. Do you, to kind of tie it all back, I guess, and we're probably getting pretty close to being able to wind it up if y'all want. Um, this is kind of a silly question, but does your family, does your mom... I think I know the answer. Have a, have a bigger problem with David being a man or being Jewish? <laughs> um, I think it's... Oh, we know the answer to that. <laughs> being, a, being a man. Yeah. Okay. Um, she appreciates me as a Jew. In all oh, she did. She, remember that one time she brought her little Ten Commandments out? <laughs> she brought her oh, Ten no, Commandments no. out. They were all in Hebrew. We were, she, were having dinner at her place for, like, this is a while back uh-huh. when she was being nice to us. Uh, she invited us for dinner and so... We're sitting on the couch, and she 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 goes out to the garage, and she comes back in <laughs> with this gigantic frame Ten Commandments. It was um, just to give a back note. It was we got it in Egypt oh. on our trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my mom went with a church group to the Holy Lands, mm-hmm. and it's papyrus painted in Hebrew. So it was all in that Hebrew, cool, but it was a it's tablet, so you could tell it's the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she asked me to look at it and make sure that it actually said the Ten Commandments because it was in Hebrew and not something <laughs> to completely, validate. Yeah, like, not something not completely. like not, nothing cursed or like evil. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Antiques Roadshow. Like you find a real yeah. Jew and ask them, "Is this yeah. is this valid?" And of course, and I, so I looked at Rob and like, I have no fucking idea. So, <laughs> yeah. so she went out of the room, but of course, thank God for uh, Google. For Google. So I did a Google image search. Of Ten Commandments in Hebrew, and I compared it. And I'm like, okay, it's the real thing. It actually says what it's supposed to. And then, and uh, she was thrilled to know it was real. But that was also when um, she was. Remember, she made us listen to that entire church sermon. Oh God! On because she wanted us to hear at the end of the two-hour sermon that he was saying how blessed the the Jewish people and the people of Israel are, and they're going to end up with. With all the money, this is the dichotomy. She okay. loves, she reveres the like the Jewish people. Interesting. So she loves that you're Jewish. Yeah. She hates that you're a man. Yes. Yeah. Wow. She thinks that Jews are blessed that they're you know gonna they're have the have their temple again in Israel and like she's, she's 
She's told me. She looked at me and she said, you know, you're, you're very blessed that you're, you're Jewish. I mean, she... Wow. To my face. No shit. Yeah. yeah. But then you're blessed because you're Jewish, but you're <laughs> cursed in the devil because you're a <laughs> man you're gay. Man. gay. <laughs> you're betting my son. You're betting my son. She's, she's very peculiar. Like, she'll... I showed her pictures from the wedding. Um, and she's like, oh, you got champagne? Oh, it's not a Christian wedding. What? <laughs> I'm like... Never mind that we're two men getting married. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then I flipped to the picture of Becca getting, you know, marrying us. Like, oh, she's a woman. This is not a Christian wedding. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. I just laugh. I'm like, really, this is what you yeah. pick at? <laughs> there's so much, like, so much duality. Like, there's so much, there's so much, yes. there's so much inner conflict there. I yeah. don't envy that that mind. To be, I mean, I'm not trying to. to no, like, but once you once you come to realization, you know, it's it's kind of like the words. I think it was Paul that said. When you're a child, you think as a child, and when you're an adult, yep. you think as an adult. Mm-hmm. And at that, that, I think that's a broader um, example. You know, it's mm-hmm. as as an, as a human being, you raise your consciousness, mm-hmm. and you learn, and you you move forward. Right. And yeah, so yeah, people yeah, yeah. stay at that infantile uh-huh. stage, mm-hmm. and they can't get out of it yeah. because mm-hmm. they they don't want to move forward. Okay. Or they're, they're, they're too much in fear. Yeah. So here's... if Do you guys still have a little bit of time? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, that brings up an interesting question that I've been kind of mulling over is... So I feel like, and you guys can probably relate to this to some extent, I feel like um, compared to at least where I came from, or let's just say compared to my parents, I am very much more progressive than they. But, but compared to their parents, and this may or may not be true for you guys, but like... They were more forward-thinking. Mm-hmm. And so where do you think, where, uh, I'm not going to say your your kids, like, I don't know if you guys, you know, even, what, but, like, let's say the next generation, like, where's, where does, how are we going to look old school to the next generation, or to a couple generations later, like, you know what I mean? Like, how are we missing the mark? Uh, you know, it's really By even having an hour-long conversation about being gay, is that, you know, is that, like, close-minded because it's a thing to us? You know, it's. It's funny that you you mentioned that because I have a 14-year-old and a 16-year-old niece. And I had our 16-year-old niece school me on... Non-binary. Non-binary because it's, it's, it's something that our generation doesn't know as much about. Right. But, but you know, she... she Taught me about you know being being respectful to people and if they want to be called a they they're a they, a they. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I of course you know come from the school of, of vocabulary where they means a plural right, <laughs> plural right, group right, of yeah. people and mm-hmm. how do you how do you call that one person a they but, right 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 um, I learned a lot it's just a neutral pronoun now it's, yeah. it's evolving yeah. yeah 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 and all these all these options that people have of of who they can be. Mm-hmm. If that's even do you think they're choosing an option or are they just I, uh, finding a word for what they are? Finding a word for what they yeah. are. I was going to say I realized <laughs> as I said that that probably wasn't the most politically correct way to say it. But it shows I'm still You're old. So, so fucking so conservative. So <laughs> but that, I think I think that's exactly what it is. Is I think they'll be looking at our generation, being you know, as the generation mm-hmm. who had to learn mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. all these other. Right. Areas that people's sexuality mm-hmm. falls into yeah. that we just didn't understand then, but mm-hmm. we understand right. now. Yeah. yeah. So is there is there room for for tolerance and and for forgiveness for the older generation? And I'm even maybe asking this once podcast we're talking this once podcasting becomes a thing, obviously <laughs> it will, and people listen back to this like 
you know, 50 years in the future, will we have like laid the groundwork for them and they can, can they forgive us for being so closed minded just because we, we moved things forward from where our parents were at? Like, is that a valid way to approach it or, or are we just closed minded? I, I don't think it's closed minded as much as I just need to, I need to learn. I, need, I needed to learn. Not yeah. Because yeah, I, I, yeah. I accept everybody for everybody. Yeah. And, and that there's, no difference to me if somebody's if somebody's they or they're non-binary or they're trying to figure out uh, who they are right. and, and the I'm, Q and LGBTQ. Yeah, I'm, but, but I'm, that's the thing. I think you kind I'm of hinted at it. Is great with it. It's it's the posture you take. Mm. Like, okay, yeah, I don't right. get it, but let me be respectful mm-hmm. and like let mm-hmm. me try to hear you. Edu- educate me and on educate it. myself, yeah. mm-hmm. and because I'm open to it. I'm, right. You know, I yeah. I don't anyone I don't want anyone to ever feel. How our generation felt, right? And, oh, and right. I'm unfortunately, a little, mm. bit, a little bit older than Rob, so mm. which you would never know by the two of us sitting. Each other. <laughs> um, I have more gray, <laughs> but, but it was it was it was harder for in, in some ways generationally, mm. it was harder for me to come out than Rob to come out. Oh, interesting. Generationally. But from his perspective, you were out well before him. Yeah, but mm-hmm. generate. Oh, wow. If that makes sense, it's kind of relative. Was, really. It was. It was. Society-wise, it was far less accepted when I came out mm. than when Rob came out. Yeah, he just had more religious pushback. Mm. Yeah, it's the whole society versus religious, yeah, like atmosphere. Like yeah, the I, I went. I went to a very, very uh, liberal college. Yet, the LG community. Mm-hmm. Because at back at that point, it was really probably just LG. Yeah. Um, We're going to add so many letters. LGBTQ, yeah. ABCDEFG. Exactly. <laughs> at this point, we just say queer. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, but that's a nice... That, yeah. that community within that school, the the group had, I think, three people. And oh, wow. they were not very well accepted, and they were made fun of because they were completely socially different from everybody mm-hmm. else. And Do you feel comfortable giving us like a year-ish... That's fine if you don't. It was, it was a while ago. Okay, right. just, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That. No problem. No problem. Um, it was a different time. It was a different time. Okay, that's and, that's all we need to know. And and then since then, I mean, the school has just become so openly welcoming to everybody. Mm. And what are you doing? I'm taking a picture <laughs> very sneakily. <laughs> You have to warn the gaze. I've got to find our angles. Can we act like act act like you're talking like you're really serious and stuff? <laughs> that's <laughs> okay. That's be really like, difficult for be me. Be deep in thought. Ready? Three, two, one. Oh, perfect! That's great. <laughs> I'm definitely deep in thought. I'm definitely deep. Put that on the Patreon I was page. You can pay five dollars to find that picture that we <laughs> just took Excellent. live on the air. <laughs> yeah. I decided to interrupt you. Go ahead with your. No, I was just, I was saying that I think that, you know, back then, it just, I was so in the closet, mm. you know, between 18 and mm. 22 in There's college. There's a lot more at stake, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. You just, you did not want to be, especially I was in a, in a fraternity and mm. oh, it was a really? small campus. You did not want to oh. be the gay kid. You just didn't. Of course, years later, you find out that three quarters of your fraternity brothers were all gay as See, well. See, I was going to say, like, when you said the the LG community at the time it's it's really the out lg community you know what i mean it's yeah. not like yeah. you know it's not the percentage it's not that there's a fewer percentage of people who were queer let's say but it's 
it's a fewer percentage of people who are who are open or even like yeah. honest with themselves yeah. and others. You know? Yeah, I wasn't honest with myself back then. I mean, I dated all the way through college uh, women. Did you really all the way through college? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't until my my last girlfriend, my senior year of college, that I said I'm never doing this to anybody again because it, it stopped being about me and it started being about them and like how can how can I care about this woman knowing that deep down mm. inside I'm gay right and I can't I can't do this mm-hmm. and the the last woman I dated was pretty amazing. Yeah. And it was, was super, super, super cool. And uh-huh. I'm like, I, I care about this person too much. And right. so broke up with her right away. I'm like, okay, we can't wow. do it. Never told her why. Well, uh-huh. she knows now. Oh, like, really? Because she's listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she, I, eventually, you know, I told her. And she's like, yeah, I figured. Right. You know? right, but right, 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 That's when I was like. Were you honest with yourself the whole time? Or was that like a realization for you? I always knew. Mm. We always knew. But I just, I tried. It, as much as, as Rob, you know, went to all ways possible to try and make himself now i did it mm. turn i did it internally mm. you know thinking i could change mm-hmm. you know because there was something wrong with me right because i didn't know i didn't right. know anyone else who was gay mm. and, yeah so and, for you it was more the like we said earlier i guess the social pressure yeah. whereas for robert yeah. i guess for you it was and, yeah that. social pressure and, and that familial obligations right. that you know right, right, right. to provide, mm-hmm. provide, provide American dream with, sort of thing yeah with, with a wife and kids mm. same thing with me though I like, uh, when I was dating my last girlfriend mm. um, I got to a, a serious point where it could have gone towards marriage and I had to think hard, long and hard like oh wow am I going to yeah am I going to propose and am I am I going to live this lie just to fit the religious norms. Fuck, dude, that's heavy. Um, And there are so many closeted men that are married to a woman Mm -hmm. that can't, can't, don't feel like they can come out. Yeah. And they have this pressure, you know, now there's a a woman involved and there's children involved Mm -hmm. and there's, it becomes so much more hard and complicated. Right. And I had to think like, am I really going to go down that route? And that's another thing that kind of helped sway me towards like, I can't do that to somebody else. Mm, I think yeah. it's so wrong. Fuck. The, the other thing about Romanian Americans are, is they, they live at home until they're married. And so yeah, traditionally they, oh, they get married oh. really, really, really young right? because it's their first chance to actually move out of the house and yeah. be, be on their own. So, it's opening, it's opening a, a whole world of possibilities yeah. just to be, you know, to have that, that, that band, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like, 22-year-olds, like, 19, 21, 22, 23-year-olds, they they get married then because then they can get out of their house. Right. And and start a life. Mm. Plus the whole, like, purity culture. Yeah. Plus, if you're you're straight, at least straight-ish, then that means you get to have sex for the first time. Like, if you're Christian Romanian, I should say. Yeah. Not just Romanian-American, but... Yeah. 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 Because I know, I know, like, for, you know, in, in the Bible Belt, it was a thing where a lot of my friends got married at, like, literally, like, you know, 19 or 20 yes. to have sex without daddy God, without the sky man, uh-huh. uh, you know, disapproving and sending you to hell sort of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, oh, God, the rules that people make. and mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's our thesis statement, fellas? What's our... Uh... <laughs> You can develop that one. I've never been. Oh my god! Thesis. What would you say? How about this? Um, what would I was going to say? What would you say to to yourself as a kid? But I think that's kind of silly because 
then we got a time continuum problem. Then we have, <laughs> but what, what would you say to, uh, let's say a, a, a you that was born t- today, like in, in this environment, in this atmosphere, not, not talking to yourself where you were at, at that point as a kid, but if you were, you know, cause there still is, there's like you were saying, David, there's less friction now mm-hmm. against coming out as there was back, you know, back when you were, when we, when we all were kids. Um, but when, but if you're born in this environment, in this atmosphere, what would you, I don't know, what would you say to yourself in, in a paragraph or two? You know, it's really interesting that you asked that because I, I have a conversation with my niece all the time, the same one who told mm-hmm. me about non-binary. And I think that she, you know, that she struggles a little bit with, with accepting herself and, and having others accept her. Mm-hmm. And, and so my words to her are the same words that I would have given to myself because I think about that a lot, mm. that, that there's so much of what she's going through that I went through. And I don't know what, you know, what, what path she'll take, but it is, it's okay to be different. Mm. You need to accept yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to love yourself. As I told Rob years and years ago, you, you need to find your truth and live your truth and mm. be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Knowing that the people who are the most important to you in your life will accept you and love you no matter what. Mm. And, and I, and I still, I still mom's Rob's mom aside. I mean, I, I still, I, I still true. I truly believe that. Is but doesn't that you, she, do you think on another level she does accept and love you guys? No. Okay. But, but that's okay that's because <laughs> it, it's okay because the, the people who we have surrounded our lives with do, mm. And so it doesn't, it, yeah, and so it doesn't have to be that person. Mm. But the, the people who you choose to have, you you will have that family that that loves and supports you, and they may not all be blood, but there, there'll be a community there, and and they will, no matter what, you you'll you'll find happiness and be happy mm. and, and find what's what's important to you. And so that's what I would have told myself, which is what I tell my, my niece mm. is, is during the struggles of feeling that you're just really different and don't belong mm. and nobody understands yeah. you mm-hmm. that it's okay for now as long as you understand yourself and you know that you're a good person and knowing that it all gets better it really mm. does yeah yeah that's a really good cadence it gets better yeah, yeah. yeah. I think for me it's I think it still rings true I think no matter what period in life it's that always know that you're not alone. Mm. There's always somebody, a lot of other people like they're mm. out there, like you mm-hmm. out there. And mm. don't isolate, your, isolate yourself. Um, it, it's so easy to internalize mm. and um, sh- kind of like shy away and go into your own um, when you're struggling with something, um, even like with sexuality or whatnot. Um, don't, be alone because I think the aloneness is really what gets to people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Have people physically in your life, mm. um, not just in the virtual world, that are there for you, um, that can give you a hug, um, that love you no matter what. Um, yeah, and just don't don't feel like you're you're on your own because you're not. And that's that's the thing. It, yeah, is, is you're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not that don't be alone, but know that don't be alone wow, because yeah. you're not alone. Because you're not? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's good. And much like I found my community with, you know, gay-friendly churches mm. and mm-hmm. people who accepted me, yeah. 
it just opened a door to like, oh my God, this whole new world I had no idea existed. Yeah. Um, you know, just don't isolate yourself. You're not alone. Yeah. And that's, that goes for no, no matter who you are. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're, you know, if, if we're talking about sexuality, if we're talking about religion, if we're talking about race, if we're talking about beliefs or anything. It's just, there, there's always somebody out there who's going to support you and yeah. you just make sure that you, you, you recognize that and, and, and keep that within. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Well, to wrap it up, guys, I, Robert, I do have your mom on the line. <laughs> Hi, and, mom. And I do have uh, the letter. I'm going to read it to you later. <laughs> word for word. Uh, yeah. do, do you still have that letter? Don't tell did, did, that don't move, tell did that move with you? We may never know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Big reveal. The second time I interview you guys, we'll <laughs> Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Pleasure. This is a, a, a lovely time. Yeah. Love, lovely. Love lovely. lovely. It's a lovely time. Just lovely. lovely. <laughs> you guys are so cute. That's my gay husband. It was lovely. It was lovely. I like that you have to, you have to qualify it, my gay husband. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's my husband versus my gay yeah. husband. Yeah. Well, my, my husband would never be like, that was lovely, my husband. Hey, man, that was awesome. <laughs> hey, bro. It was fucking awesome Pound time. Hey, yeah. Good sex, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome yeah. time, I love man. you, bro. Totally, you nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> it was lovely. It was lovely. A post-Christian production.